welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I'm your host, Paula Adams, and I'm happy you're here today. Hope you're having a good day. It's a beautiful, beautiful weather in uh, southeast Texas. Super low humidity, blue skies. The wind went away. We had some crazy wind. It's gone. So I hope everyone's having a wonderful day. It just happens to be Martin Luther King Jr., holiday so a lot of people had the day off from work so hope you had a good one today i want to read you some bible verses and talk about the concept of knowing god and why does that matter well i'm going to give you an example first and then we'll get back to the topic so Let's say that you are one of the lucky ones who gets to go on a journey with a with a friend and it could be hiking say on a long trail such as the Appalachian Trail or the Pacific Crest Trail or Colorado Trail or it could be a long drive or you know maybe you're going across Europe or something like that. Sounds pretty wonderful to me. Well, if you if you're with this friend and say you, you know, you're friends obviously or you wouldn't go on this trip, but it's your first trip together. And during this trip, you're going to experience many uh interesting challenges and and events and unexpected uh, difficulties and you're going to meet people and you know you may have some troubles I mean anything could happen I mean you could get injured sick you could run out of money you could get lost you could have your passport stolen you could you know I mean anything depending on your journey that you're on and throughout this journey, you're, you're going to be with that friend and hopefully you're going to discover that this is a good friend to be on a journey with. And you and your friend are going to help each other through the trials, the, you know, the unexpected situations. You're, you're going to support each other. You're going to encourage each other when you get tired and so on. And by the end of that experience, you are probably going to have a lifelong bond with this person that you would never have had if you had not gone on that journey together. And I can tell you from experience, as an ultra runner and as a hiker who has spent some, you know, nights up on a mountain in a tiny little tent with my sister. And I've done, you know, overnight uh, runs out in freezing temperatures with a friend. Um, You know, having the right person with you makes a huge difference. So what does that have to do with knowing God? Well, the Bible tells us that, and I'm going to read you some verses, but it tells us that knowing God is of the is the most important treasure 
that you can have. It is of more value than anything that this world offers. More than money, fame, power, friends, popularity, you know, a nice house, cars, uh, good looks, you name it. Knowing God is so special and so valuable that Paul said that even though he had a lot of good stuff, that he counted that all as loss when it came to when he found out about, you know, when he met Jesus, that all he wanted to do was know Jesus more. He just wanted more and more of Jesus. He was even ready to die and go to be with Jesus, but he was willing to serve Jesus as long as, you know, that was God's plan for him. He didn't want to disobey and try to rush off. So if knowing Jesus is that important, we need to know how, how do we know Jesus? What is this wonderful thing? And how do we, how do we get that knowing Jesus? Well, if you're not a Christian yet, then you can't know Jesus because your sin is going to prevent you from seeing Jesus for who he really is and for really knowing him. That's why anyone who tries to read the Bible or, you know, understand Christianity without faith in Jesus is going to get it wrong. And they're going to ultimately, you know, think they know it, but but they really, they can't know it because sin, sin is like a veil that hides us from Jesus. But when our sins are forgiven by faith through, through God's grace and mercy to us, and we are born again, now we have the Holy Spirit living within us. And the Holy Spirit enables us to get to know Jesus better. Now, so we, get to, we know some things about him right away, but the more we go on a journey with him, the better we get to know him. So do you want to get to know Jesus better? Then you have to be willing to take a journey with him. And I talked about this somewhat in some of the uh, podcasts I did a couple, couple episodes ago called New, you, New Year and New You, where I talked about how God changes us and transforms us through different experiences and sometimes we may not want to go through those experiences but as I said in that podcast when we realize that that is the only way that is the only way to get to know Jesus better then that can kind of you know reduce the suffering that we feel because our eyes are on the prize our eyes are on Jesus and, you know, when I made that podcast, I was talking about how the minute you decide you're going to obey God by submitting your will to him, that you're going to be presented with a trial. So sure enough, some trials did come along like immediately in my life. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, you know, um, not get discouraged. I'm going to pray. 
I'm going to see what God's going to do. And sure enough, it only took a couple of days and things, things went back to normal. You know, I think maybe three days, actually. And if you know the Bible, you know that three is a very important number in the Bible. A lot of times, things happen, they take three days. So anyway, um, so, you know, just I was thinking about recording this podcast. I was thinking, I, well, I'm kind of opening myself up to more trials when I talk about this topic of knowing God and knowing Jesus through trials. Um, but, you know, I don't, I, I'm going to think about the benefits of that. And that, what is the benefit? I want to know Jesus more. I want to know him. And I want to be more like him. And I, you know, I want that treasure. I want that treasure. And so I'm going to trust God that after I, you know, publish this podcast, whatever happens, hopefully it won't be too difficult. I'm just going to trust God through the process. So, you know, maybe you can say a prayer for me if you're listening. Because uh, the worst thing is when Satan attacks our family or our children or people close to us. It, it's very difficult because they don't always have the faith that you have and that I have. And so you know, the, the suffering that I'm going through is in watching them suffer. And that's hard for me to do, but I have to trust God and I have to pray for them and be a good example for them and and hope that God's going to use that for to to help bring them closer to to him. And you know, that's like I said, that's what he did for me through our COVID trials and not just that, but you know, speaking of COVID, I've been thinking about how we're, you know, we're starting year three of COVID and I'm not a prophet or whatever. I don't have a crystal ball, but I don't think that this year is going to be like magically better. Hopefully it'll be marginally better, but it could even be worse. I'm starting to see a lot of things like grocery shortages and they're still trying to push the vaccine mandates and, you know, there's still quite a few concerning things going on in the news. But why is that a good thing? I mean, like if we're talking about how we grow and we get to know God better through uh, difficult times, then can we see how this this pandemic has given us the opportunity to draw near and to trust God and to just lean on him and 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 just learn and just practice our faith. And you know, I I really I really am thankful. I'm thankful that my husband made it through and I know not everyone's family members did that, but if your family member died as a Christian, as a believer in Jesus, then you know where they are. And, and you know, it's hard for you because you miss them, but they're actually in a better place. And I know you're not supposed to say that, but 
if they're a Christian, they really are in in the best place. And we're we're the ones that are left behind and and it's hard on us. But if we can just rel- you know, go to our savior Jesus for comfort, and that's what he wants us to do in every trial. And just like a friend that you rely on when you're on a journey together, you know, if you will just go to Jesus and say, I'm scared, I'm hurting, I'm lonely, I'm confused, I I need help. You know, he is always there. And that's the difference between him and humans is he is supernatural. Jesus has supernatural power that is above and beyond what any human friend or counselor medication, meditation, uh, going running, or any other like way that you can boost your emotional state. Jesus can do it, you know, way differently and better because he is God. So I pray that you will go straight to him, you know, in your time of trouble. And because when you do, you will get to know him better. And that's why um, there's a verse that says that we should count it all joy when we suffer. And for for the longest time, I was like, how can you count that joy? Well, the rest of the verse says that that we count it joy because of the results of that suffering. So I'm going to take a break here and then I'll read that verse to you. Okay, the verse that I was going to read is James 1, chapter 1, verse 2. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So, as you can see there, he was um, explaining that when you when you uh, go through trials, it's going to strengthen. It's going to strengthen you and strengthen your faith. So another another verse I wanted to read. And another word I wanted to talk about as far as not knowing God is acknowledging God. So what does it mean? Before you can know God, you have to acknowledge him. And there's a verse that says that one of the reasons that people, that the world is so messed up and all kinds of crazy things are happening is because people did not see fit to acknowledge God. Even though they could tell just by looking around at creation that there is such a thing as God, they refuse to acknowledge him. Well, what does acknowledge mean? Well, acknowledge means that you that you uh, confess, that you say 
and admit that God is, is real and that he is the ultimate authority. And what do we see in the world happening right now? People say that God is not real and they say if he is, he has no authority over them. So that is a very dangerous thing. So let's look at a really good verse here right now. And this is uh, Proverbs chapter 2, verse, I mean, chapter 3, verse 5. And this one has kind of always been one of my favorite verses. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your bone, your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. So let's go back up to verse 6. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So what is he saying to acknowledge him? Is he just saying to, you know, wave, oh, hi, God, I see you over there. No, he is saying to submit your will to him and and honor him with uh, your submission, your your respect, your your knowledge and that he is your authority. It says to trust in him with all your heart. It doesn't say trust your heart. It says trust in the Lord with your heart. It says be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. It doesn't say, you know, it, it's telling you that God is the one who is wise. And the world doesn't doesn't like that idea. The world will tell you the opposite in subtle ways and also in uh, very direct ways, depending on who you know who you're talking to. But the important thing is that you know that you need to acknowledge God. And when you first become a Christian, when you first become a believer, part of acknowledging God is that you are to make a public confession of faith i i don't know if it's profession or confession but i think it should be both you need to confess to the world in public that you that G, that god is now your authority that that you trust him that you you recognize him you acknowledge him as your authority and why because it says right here he will make your straight he will make straight your paths. He will bring you healing to your flesh, refreshment to your bones. He will make your barns overflow. So these are all good things. Why would anybody not want all these blessings from God? Well, because they don't 
they don't want to submit to him. And they also may they don't they don't understand that some of the trials they're going through are part of the process of of making their faith grow and of of actually knowing the power of Jesus. If if you never go through any kind of trials and and or if you go through trials but but you never turn to Jesus for supernatural peace, then you're not going to know just how that really works and that Jesus really can not only answer your prayers but give you supernatural peace. And sometimes he might um give you instructions. Like I don't know if I've ever shared this but this is as good a time as any. Um, when my husband was really sick with COVID in the hospital and I was really getting worried. I mean, he was going downhill and I mean, I could just see the writing on the wall that he was going to end up being sent to another hospital and getting intubated and, you know, rather than where he was there, where they were doing everything they can other than intubate him, they were trying to not have to intubate him because they weren't really good at it there. They don't have a respiratory therapist. They can only do intubation on an emergency basis in the ER, and, you know, nobody wanted that to happen. So, but he was he was really getting exhausted. He was getting delirious. He was getting so discouraged that he was starting to wonder if he should just give up and die. And I I was getting pretty scared. So one day I was in the shower and I was just praying and I just asked God, what, what can I do? What do you want me to do? And I've just felt that God at that moment was telling me that I needed to go straight to the hospital and put my hands on him and pray over him. And that may sound like no big deal to you, but I've never done that. I've never, you know, prayed over my husband like that in in a situation where, you know, I'm really like hoping it's going to do something. Uh, not just casually, you know, not like, oh, we're going to pray over you before you go off to college. I mean, that's important, but this was like life or death. And so I went to the hospital and I had to go to the nurse's station. And this was a problem because he wasn't allowed to have visitors. So I I knew that. And so I went there and I said, can you please just let me come in, you know, just for a couple minutes. I just need to pray over him. And I was obviously quite desperate. And I wasn't faking it or whatever, but I remember that I was pretty emotional at the moment. And the nurses, you know, they had been pretty strict, but they they let me go back there. And I just, I went in there and I hugged him and, and I just said, I'm here because I, I need to pray over you. And, and, you know, I'm sad to say my husband and I don't pray together a whole lot. We, we have, but not regularly. 
that he was like, okay, and, you know, really he was just kind of in a daze. And so anyway, I, I did it. I put my hands on him, and I just started praying my heart out to God and and just begging him to save him and, you know, thanking him for his mercy and that I was able to come back there and see him and, you know, just poured my heart out to God. And then, you know, then I left and I told the nurses, thank you. And, you know, the rest is history. He, he did survive. And, and I don't know if that was a test for me or if it, I, I, I don't want to put words in God's mouth, but at that time I felt like that was what he wanted me to do. And I, I was, you know, a little nervous about it, but I wasn't going to say no because I knew that this was important. So I'm just saying, when when you when you have that relationship with God, He wants you to come to Him. He wants you to come to Him in times of trouble. And so after that happened, you know, my faith was strengthened in that moment. I was able to just say, "Well, I did what God wanted me to do, and now now I'm just going to trust that God's going to take care of Him." And up to that point, I had not realized that that hospital had Bible verses painted on the walls and the hallways because it's a small town and, you know, I, I guess, it, I don't know what the reason is, but there's Bible verses in there. And um, I think one of them was, it was, I don't know, it was something about faith. And when I saw that, it just it just made me smile, you know, knowing that he was in a place. And, you know, I knew some of the nurses in there are Christians, too. So, you know, it was a rough time. But like I said, God, God does not want us to lose heart in these tough times. So we have to trust him. We have to go on the journey with him. And we have to expect that there are going to be trials along the way, but that the reward is that we are going to know him better. We're going to get to know him. We're going to, he, we're going to truly be walking with him hand in hand. He, he is going to be our savior for real, our friend, and not just some far off God up on a pedestal or a, a statue or something He's real. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to know you and he wants you to know him. So I'll put <clears throat> I'll put some links in the uh, show notes to a song that I really like. It's called Knowing You, Jesus. And it, the lyrics say, you know, knowing, knowing you, Jesus... There is no greater thing. You're my all. You're the best. Um, you're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, Lord. Forgive me, I, I can't sing good, but it's a great song. So if you just want to go on YouTube, you can look it up, Knowing You, Jesus. And if you can find one with the lyrics, the lyrics are really awesome. So anyway, there's more that I want to say about acknowledging God and the knowledge of God and knowing God. 
but this is getting long, so I'm going to call it here, and maybe I will have a part two. But just remember that uh, knowing God is means an intimate, intimate, close relationship. It is not an it is not an intellectual uh, knowledge. It's not being smart about God. It's not memorizing the Bible. It's not uh, going to Bible college and, or being a theologian. Those are all good things. But knowing God is spiritual. We, we know God through the Holy Spirit. Through the Spirit, not through words on a page, even though the words can be very helpful and, and are important. Yes, read your Bible. But don't think that you can know God just from reading the Bible. You're going to have to experience Him. And I hope that you will, and I hope you will do it fearlessly, knowing that God loves you and that He he wants to know you and he wants to show himself his power to you so you will give him glory and you will acknowledge him to others and you will tell them your testimony. Like I just told you my testimony about praying over my husband in the in the hospital. So God bless you. Thank you for listening. I I pray that you'll share this with others if you found it helpful. And uh, if I know you in real life, I hope you don't think I'm <laughs> think that I'm you know anything because I'm just sharing my heart here. So feel free to I would love to talk about these topics with someone in person because I love talking about God. So bye now.